Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. The Bills, they're working to hire Ron Curry as the quarterback coach slash passing game coordinator. They have to replenish this roster. Mike Danger. I'm Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I'm the sarcastic one. Gene is the credible, mostly serious guy who's the hardcore sports man. I'm just joking around. It's not that serious to me. Gene Vitaglia. Live Club Chino. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the strobe light going. Got it, DXY. DJ Eugene Lover. <laughs> People would tune in from our show just to hear me spinning the tunes. A two-to-one loss to the Dallas Stars. Ottinger won that game for him. 48 shots the Sabres threw at Ottinger. He was unbelievable. More consistently inconsistent. Emmerich's hockey. Guess how many games they have. Oh, nine, games, nine games. Nine times. Yeah. In 16 days. She's just 16 years old. My focus is up there. Crunch. Tiger Woods. Tiger is back. All-star guard Jalen Brunson twisted his right ankle last night, did not finish. Popcorn is overrated. All right, all right. You ever notice you do that? All right. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. All right, let's get started. All right. I, can we go back to, you're not seriously entertaining my proposal. It'd be a great crossover event. I'm not talking about a whole show. I just a couple of segments. Yeah, go have fun. DJ Gino. Eugene Lover go. on ninety eight PXY here. Go ahead. Yeah, have fun. You could talk up all the Ariana Grande records you want to, pal. It's all yours. Have fun with that. You won't let me in there. I wouldn't even know how to like log in. <laughs> yeah, have a good time with that. If if that's if that's what floats your boat, man, you do you. Have fun. I, I mean, I've I've been there, done that. I, I you don't did just, that for decades. Yeah, I don't really feel like I need to go back to that. You know, I, I spent my time talking to the kiddos on PXY and then, you know, grow up a little bit. And here I am talking up Benny Mardones and Toto records on the buzz. And, and that leads me to the path that we are here. You know, I'm starting to think that the only reason why I'm here is because my wife and I were working on the same radio station for all those years. And they probably thought, you know what, if both of them walked out the door at the same time, that might not be uh, the best for that radio station. Oh, I, I thought, you know what? If they work on the same radio station and they're working together, they may end. They're spending so much time, they may end up killing one another. I don't think anybody cares if we kill each other. I think they care more about whether or not the bottom line is affected if both of us walk out the door at the same time. They, they probably don't care they, if we kill they, each they, other. They, well, it's funny. Like I thought, man, that'd be a great morning show. Have you and your wife? And then I saw you her, do a it, it's, yeah, it's podcast. Her, no, it yeah. would not work. It's her dream. She's she's always like, oh, you and I would make it. I'm like, not happening, not happening. I see how you talk to Spazano. I'm not. No way. We're not doing that. No chance. No <laughs> chance. You're a, you're a saint for working with Scott all those years, and I want no part of co-hosting a show with my wife. 
I'll just put that out there. She knows it. I've, I'm not. I'm not telling any tales out of school. And you're right. You got to witness it kind of firsthand when we all did a podcast together. Uh, was like six years ago, yeah. now, a long time ago, and uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It, I don't it, think it. In fact, I don't even think it made it out. <laughs> oh, the whole thing made the cutting room I floor. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even sure. Uh, we welcome you into the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. Glad you're with us and listening along at 95.7 FM, AM 950. Uh, we also have the stream up for you to watch the sports bar at the Fan Rochester on YouTube, our channel there, and also streaming on Twitch. At the Fan Rochester, we sound our best in the free-to-download Odyssey app and on your smart speaker when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan. We have another afternoon of fantastic sports talk in the Flower City lined up for you as we go to Las Vegas later this afternoon and talk to one of our favorites. Yeah, we'll be talking a couple times. We're going to go to uh, Vegas here. First of all, 425. And this is what you call fortuitous timing danger because um, RJ Ochoa, he does uh, blogging the boys, does some radio in San Antonio as well. He's out in Vegas. I'm like, you know what? Let's just kind of do a scene setter. He's a friend of the show. And the Cowboys are one of those teams we're always interested in checking on. But talking about the Super Bowl, checking with RJ, and then... Lo and behold, we have this story about the Cowboys today. RJ Ochoa coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Yeah, we'll talk to RJ, get uh, his pulse on Vegas, and then we'll get some winners for Sunday's action and maybe some NBA action as well. PJ Glasser, the host of BetQL's Send It In, joins us from Vegas. That's coming up here in about 20 minutes or so. From the Bellagio? <laughs> is he the on Flamingo? The, yeah, where is he? Where is PJ? We'll, we'll throw that by him. And maybe tonight in the NBA, he likes... Bam Adebayo to go over his points. Probably we'll check in with PJ and, and get some winners uh, as we look ahead to Sunday's action. You're welcome to join us as well. The Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line is open for you at 866-4FAN-585-866-4326. Gino, uh, good that we have RG on, as you mentioned. Who's going to be the next defensive coordinator? I, it's hard to say with a straight face when you see who they're who they're interviewing. And if you're a cowboy fan, you've got to be ro- like I can hear cowboy fan rolling their eyes at the list of candidates. But when you hear Rex Ryan interviewed, and it's a Josina Anderson report, take that for what it's worth. But when you hear Rex Ryan interviewed with the Cowboys, oh boy! Well, I, I think we're at the part of is this real? Is this just Rex? You know, I'll take the interview. I will get my name out there. That's what Rex likes to do. He likes to put himself out there. (sighs) They could do worse. In fact, he was a candidate in Denver last year, but we didn't really consider that uh, like a destination. But Dallas, this this seems kind of very Rexian for him to take a move like that. All right, so some of the other names that we've heard for this position, Ron Rivera, no, who who you know cut his teeth as a pretty good defensive coordinator in the NFL before he became the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Um, God, he was uh, you know he was there with Bob Babich when they uh, went to the Super Bowl. When the Bears went to the Super Bowl, he parlayed that into a stint as DC and not to be confused with Bobby Babich. You're talking about the old the man, old man. Yeah. Uh, and then he went to be uh, DC in uh, in San Diego at the time with the Chargers before ending up in Carolina. The other name that uh, the other known name. Uh, would be former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer. Again, no. that's not going to excite any. Say what you will about Mike Zimmer as a head coach. I think he was a pretty crappy head coach. Didn't really get a, a sense that he knew how to manage some of the the star. You know, the, Mike Zimmer is is part of the reason why Steph Diggs is a Buffalo Bill. So you can't be too mad at Mike Zimmer, I guess. 
but uh, he uh, was a pretty good defensive coordinator before he was a head coach with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and he comes from right. He wanted to help. Was on a staff that won a Super Bowl. He was on Dallas from '94 to '06. Starting out in the defensive backfield and then working his way to coordinator for six years. The guy that I think will get the job is the guy that nobody knows, and that's the guy that's internal and their current defensive line coach. That's Aiden Dirty. I think he, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a move, that's your guy. I mean, he's got familiarity with who's there, and you know now it's just a matter of can you be responsible enough to handle all of what Dan Quinn did when he was there as your defensive coordinator. But at least you have somebody internally. Who knows what's going on? I'm curious to get RJ's take on on who he thinks might end up with that defensive coordinator position for Mike McCarthy. And if I'm not mistaken, this will be his third defensive coordinator in five years with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, from a talent standpoint, like anybody that comes in is going to look pretty good, right? Is What do we think of Dan Quinn as a head coach? I, I, I don't know. As a coordinator? Well, um, Look, he he did fine in in Dallas, right? But his defense is in Atlanta. It, they, that wasn't the reason when they got to the Super Bowl. Let's be honest. Uh, one of the guys uh, we should mention this as well as it was brought up in the open in one Bills Live. We're talking about it today. There's uh, a candidate in, in in tow for Bills quarterback coach, right? What yeah, do you know? no, Ron, Ron Curry. So Ron Curry was with the Saints, and he got passed over for the offensive coordinator position, and ah. Uh-huh. Always a connection, right? But this is not a McDermott connection. This is a Joe Brady connection. Joe Brady, before he got to LSU, spent time uh, on the Saints staff, got to know Curry. Curry also played for North Carolina basketball. Interesting uh, kind of career change there. So um, that's fascinating uh, that the Bills would go outside the organization for an important position, meaning getting somebody who is going to have direct access to Josh Allen. When we talked yesterday to Matt Perino, I think he kind of sensed that something was up because we we're like, okay, they're going to promote from within. He's like, mm, not so sure. Yeah. Put the brakes on that. So Curry wasn't on anybody's radar, but when in doubt, always look to, all right, who did Joe Brady work with in the past? And here's somebody that uh, was interviewing for the Saints offensive coordinator position, didn't get it. He's uh, from over here and heading to Buffalo now. So just his his time there with the Saints. I mean, you mentioned he was with the Niners from 2014 to 15 as an offensive assistant. Uh, after the coaching overhaul in 2015, Curry was let go, but hired February of 2016 by the Saints to be an offensive assistant with Sean Payton still there. Promoted to wide receivers coach in 2018. And then in 2021, promoted to quarterbacks coach, replacing Joe Lombardi. And Lombardi, you'll remember, became the offensive coordinator with the Chargers that one season and then promoted to passing game coordinator in February of 2022 with the New Orleans Saints. You mentioned him not being retained uh, after applying to be the offensive coordinator there. And, well, he uh, looks to be on his way. Nothing official yet from the Bills. I don't want to say that there's anything official yet from the Buffalo Bills, but uh, if you believe everything you read on the internet, it's Wikipedia page already has him as the Buffalo Bills quarterbacks coach <laughs> yeah. for, for what that's worth. So uh, we'll get to know Ronald Curry a little bit more here through the course of the uh, NFL season, the offseason here um, after his time as an assistant for the Niners and for the Saints. And yeah, c- college football and uh, and a college basketball player. Quarterback at North Carolina. Drafted by the Raiders in the 20, uh, 2002 NFL draft in the seventh round, eight seasons in the NFL for the Raiders, Lions, and Rams. That is Ronald Curry. 
Mm-hmm. We'll see if the if the bills make an official uh, make an official announcement here. So that's probably it, right? I mean, Matthew Smiley staying around. Like last year, we had the late February Leslie Frazier dismissal. <laughs> I mean, uh, he decided to kind of move on, uh, you know, and, and you know, take a year off. Sure, uh, we're, we're done, right? I would think this. Is I would the say seven. yes, but I'm not going to say yes because yeah. of last year, right? Like there's. There's precedent where you could say, well, they'll make a move, but I imagine that if you don't have your coaching staff ready to go, you know, at this point, you better have something like you knew if you moved on from Frazier, well, Sean McDermott's going to shoulder that load. And he did. And he did a pretty good job. Pretty good. Not, not great in some instances, but, you know, if you're going to praise a guy like uh, Dan Campbell for being who he is and being aggressive, and doing things in the moment where you're like, well, that's just Dan Campbell being Dan Campbell, and that's what got him to that point, and that's you live by that, you die by that. you got to feel the same way about Sean McDermott. I might not like a cover zero with the game on the line against the Denver Broncos, but that's what he called. Didn't work out. You lost that game. But th- that those, those same play calls, when they do work, we're like, Phew, aggressive, like that call. Good call by the coach. Nice job. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. And, and I thought he was decent as a play caller for the Bills this year. And, and your eye test would tell you that he was actually an improvement over what the Bills' defense looked like with Leslie Frazier. Well, and it's also getting your position coaches and getting them to get the most out of it, you know, the, the talent. And I think that if you did a positional breakdown – uh, if you told me at the beginning of the year, oh my gosh, Matt Milano is going to be down. I'd be like, oh my gosh, the teams are going to run all over the place in the Bills, and they didn't. They didn't for a couple of reasons. One, just the talent. You just, Dotson came along in the second half too. Those final eight games, Terrell Dotson, he was just fine. Uh, Bernard, he was great too. Um, the the safeties kind of aged out a little bit, but I'll say the secondary actually. So, um, you know, the corner stepping up in place of Tredavious White. I think the danger that the talent for the Buffalo Bills kind of stepped up this year and that helped out McDermott a lot. And uh, he deserves some of the credit for that, certainly. Dodson's one of the free agents that comes back, right? <clears throat> See Leslie Frazier. Oh. I mean, like, they, that's that's a sneaky one where... You could you could put like some sort of get up upfront money that's tough to match. We're just going down a rabbit hole here. We started talking about quarterbacks, coach, which led us talking about how they moved on. From welcome a defensive to the sports bar. Yeah, but but here, welcome to the sports bar. This bar, is yeah. this is interesting though. Think about some of the free agents that exist, and then and then ask yourself who's back and who's not because you know how strapped they are with the cap, and we know that a lot of that changes here once we learn what the cap figure will be and and who you're restructuring. But when you talk about guys that might come back at an affordable rate for the Buffalo Bills because, let's face it, this is where they're familiar. This is where they have made hay. Dodson feels like one of those guys that you could get back on a sweetheart deal and you've got, and McDermott's got the comfort of knowing, hey, at least he knows the defense. He might not be the most talented guy out there, but he knows the system. Well, and if he walks danger, and that that's the other thing, too. Doesn't he want to be a starter in this league? Guess what? He's not a starter. It's, it's Matt Milano's position, so I, that's why I think that Dotson would not be back. Some team is willing to offer a starting position. Yeah, I don't know that he's a starter, though. I don't know that he's a starter for any other team. I, I you know, if if you're not a starter for any other team and you resign to the fact that you're probably just going to be a special teams ace, would you take Dotson over Matikavich as your special teams? I would. 
Is your special teams captain? Well, does Dotson really play special teams? Yeah, he's played special yeah, teams. I guess, but yeah, I don't oh, know. No, Matt Matikavich. No, no, no. I, that, that's the one thing. If I could change, talking about rabbit holes, like <laughs> the special teams ace. I preface we got to interact. Your special with, teams captain. Yeah, I like them as individuals. Matikavich, great guy, and, and Saran Neal. We've had on the Love show Saran Neal three years in a row. Um, if if you can't play defense or offense. Then what are we doing here? Mm. Like honestly, like that—that that should be the starter. Like you should be able to be do both. Here. It's a pathway for Justin Shorter to be uh, an every week starter next season, right? Like, Justin Shorter is probably going to take the spot, I would think, of Saran Neal if he can be that gunner. Right, but I think of guys like so. I think of guys like uh, Dodson. I think of guys like Dane Jackson, guys that are going to be free agents that you probably look at and target and be like, look. You know the system. We know you. You know us. You're not going to get a better opportunity or a better chance to get on the field. Why not just stay? Mm-hmm. If if all things are equal, why not stay? Here's what we're offering, and you can be a part of it. Dodson uh, was just over $2 million last year for his uh, salary. Same with Jackson. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you're, you're able to get them at the same rate, but I think there's a handful of names when you look at the pending free agents on the way out the door that when they test the market, you're going to find out that they, they, the grass is actually greener where you water it. And maybe you stay in Buffalo. If you're Dotson, if you're Dane Jackson, and there's a handful of other guys on this list as well. Well, and then it, like with coaches, you should look at players and positional coaches for con- connections. And you know, I, I brought up Leslie Frazier. Um, uh, you could speak to what the defensive line is like for the Chicago Bears. Certainly, they gave Montez Sweat some money here. Uh, I'm looking at the cap space they have. Uh, top 51, they have $49 million available. Yeah, They have money to spend. Mike Danger, what should be the likelihood that Eric Washington, the defensive corner, is like, you know what? Uh, see the success I had with this defensive line in Buffalo. I would like to bring over a Daquan Jones or an AJ Epineza. Yeah, Epineza, I would I would entertain as a Bear fan. Jones is good, but he's thirty two. I mean, you know, how much longer and what kind of an investment you have that kind of space in Chicago to make him a pretty decent deal. But at thirty two uh, and coming off that pec injury, may, maybe Epineza is more interesting to me because of the youth and because of the upside. But do you need another Epineza in that rotation with Sweat? Like the, the Sweat no. and Epineza to me are are two different stratospheres of player. Like Sweat led both the Commanders and the Bears in, in sacks. sacks last year, yeah. which is pretty remarkable. And Epineza showed a lot of flashes and, and was a, a good playmaker. But maybe there are some guys that Washington looks at a Shaq Lawson or a veteran guy like like Daquan Jones. Where he says, come back, you know, Floyd ain't going to go back to Chicago. That I can tell you. Like, he, he was drafted by the Bears. And- but Floyd ain't going to go back to Chicago. But hear him say, yeah, I'm going to follow the money. Yeah, essentially. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's gone. But I don't think he, he would be somebody that would go back to Chicago. And, and, and the Frazier connection is an interesting thing, too, when you consider that Epineza was, you know, how, how involved in that selection was Leslie Frazier. How, how much of a, an advocate for Epineza was Frazier during his time in Buffalo. And if Frazier has familiarity with Epineza and Epineza has familiarity with Frazier, sure, I could see that being a connection. Yeah, when we talked to Matt Perino yesterday, there's another free agent that we just don't even count because we figure, oh, he's going to retire. But Perino brought up, you know, Leslie Frazier could say to Micah Hyde, hey, come in and just help me establish a culture here in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, that's... 
you know, you could say the same thing about Steph Diggs. That was my argument with Steph Diggs, right? Like if you're a team, you could look at what Diggs did with Josh Allen when he came to Buffalo and say, hey, I want you to do the same thing in Carolina with with Bryce Young if you're Dave Canales, right? You're trying to build something and you need you need weapons for a young quarterback. Um, I'm not worried about what they're doing in Houston, but whoever Chicago drafts, whoever Washington drafts, you want a veteran guy in there that can you know set a tone, help build a culture, and improve the play of your quarterback? Yeah, you could do worse than Steph Diggs if you're the Bills and you, you wanted to move on from him. I'm not saying they're going to. I'm not saying that that would even be the, the best move, but it, I don't think you can rule it out entirely. And, and with Hyde or... or uh, you know, anybody that, that, that has connections with Leslie Frazier, if Frazier has familiarity with them and they have familiarity with Frazier and they, they enjoyed Frazier. And I don't know which player would say they didn't enjoy having Leslie Frazier as a coach. Yeah. You could figure that a, a handful of these guys could end up in Seattle. Maybe a couple of these guys end up with the Seahawks. That wouldn't surprise me. <sighs> Can't wait for free agency. We haven't even got to the Super Bowl yet. Well, we get to the Super Bowl. There'll be a parade in one of these two cities next week. And then the week, uh, President's Week is kind of dead. But then we come back after that. Combine. <laughs> it, like, there is really not an off season. Uh, there really isn't. Yeah, yeah. Choose your flex time away wisely, NFL. What do you think? Do you think Bean is enjoying his time? And the Senior Bowl was last week. Do you think this is the week or is it next week? It's the week after the Super Bowl, right? If you're going to take time, if you're Brandon Bean, I, maybe maybe we're reading this all wrong because this is the same Brandon Bean that loves coming to training camp because it gets him out of going to CVS to pick up a prescription or having to change a diaper. Oh, he's like next week when the kids are gone, he's gone too. Yeah, I think that's like they're, President's they're yeah they're going somewhere. Let's uh, speaking of going someplace, PJ Glasser joining us from Vegas next. He is the host of BeckQL's Send It In. We'll get some winners for Sunday. We'll talk some NBA as well. PJ Glasser joins us next on the Fan Rochester. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills rounding out their coaching staff. Multiple ports have the team hiring Ron Curry as their new quarterback coach. Chris DePasso on One Bills Live today on the move. It's probably not many more jobs that are more enticing than being able to be the quarterback coach for Josh Allen. You can just look at what happened with Joe Brady, how quickly of a rise he had. So it's a great springboard for a coach like Ronald Curry. With Josh Allen, he will get an elite quarterback to be able to work with. Curry is a former quarterback at North Carolina, was last on the Saints staff. We'll talk to our buddy PJ Glasser. He's out in Las Vegas. The host is sending in, joining us next here on the Sports Bar. Syracuse basketball tonight hosting Louisville. The Orange have dropped two in a row. Sabres had 48 shots on goal. Only one got by in the loss to Dallas. Next up, it's a home game against St. Louis Saturday. Gene Battaglia on the sports leader, the fan Rochester. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Not necessarily. I think uh, I just like winning. If, if you win a lot and, and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm, I'm okay with it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy playing the game and try to win as much as possible. You know who that was. Wow. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, looking forward to Sunday. Even if he's a villain against the 49ers, we uh, check in with the host of Send It In and Odyssey Sports betting insider PJ Glasser. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. We'll, we'll talk some uh, some Super Bowl with with PJ, but I also know that uh, PJ likes to play some action in the NBA. I like to as well. In fact, I, I looked at an over-under prop for points today uh, in this Miami-San Antonio matchup, uh, 17.5. I took the over 17.5 for uh, Bam, but I I always forget about his last... I can't... I, I mean, how do I... PJ, you know who I'm talking about there, the the, the big man for, for Miami? Bam, uh, Bam something or other. Bam out of Bayou. Oh, that's right. Guys, can I... Yeah. Can I tell you, too? So, obviously, we're at the Mandalay Bay, but I had to walk over to the adjoining hotel and talk to you at the Delano. It was only going to be right. So, I'm currently I'm currently there right now. I couldn't have done the interview anywhere else. See, that's why. Like, PJ's like, I got I to gotta go to a different spot here. PJ, you are the best. Before we talk, like, we, we want to live vicariously through you, PJ. What is it like there during Super Bowl week? crazy it's chaos there's a lot of people walking around you know it's like all these people that you see on tv you listen to on the radio former players you guys know i'm a ravens fan i uh brian billick like walked past me earlier in the week so i got a picture with him so it's cool you know if you're sports people like us obviously this is the biggest sporting event of the year that we have in the country uh so it's pretty cool it's crazy you know what's been what's been funny is talking to people who who've lived in vegas for years and looking at the Super Bowl through their eyes and how they just they can't believe that a Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. So that to me has kind of been the part of this that has been cool is them talking about obviously them thinking that there would never be sports here, let alone a Super Bowl here. It's funny too because any local that I've ever talked to from Vegas, they kind of despise Vegas. Like they don't really want to go into the casinos or spend time in the casinos. They recognize that it's there, but the majority of their time isn't spent anywhere near the strip or any of the big casino resorts. I had a couple of guests on this week, guys already that, that live in Vegas. And I'm asking them, you know, what are you going to do for the game? And both of them are like, well, I can tell you, I'm not watching on the strip. You know, I'll either 
be at home or, or, or something like that or at a house party. But you're right, Danger. I mean, obviously, for people that live out of the country, like the big events, the Super Bowl, first couple days of March Madness, whatever it may be, it seems like a great idea to come to Vegas and watch the, uh, watch the big game. But these people that live in Vegas, like you said, especially for these big events. I mean, they don't want to deal with the traffic. They'd rather just watch it at home. PJ Glasser, your host, is send it in on the BetQL network. And PJ, uh, it, one of the fun things we can kind of do here, and we could bet the money line, we could do maybe a prop here or there, but I, I want to get your thoughts on parlays. What is your advice? Do you have anything you're, you're kind of looking at? Because it's, it's fun to win, but we want to win big coming up on Sunday. Sure. I mean, yeah, everybody wants to hit a good parlay in the Super Bowl. Um, what's good about this game is obviously it's, it's close to a pick em. San Francisco is only favored by two. So if you like a side, you're going to get good odds on that. And then you can combine it with the total. Usually the way I go about my parlays is I put either three or four legs in. I usually go with the side I like to win the game. Um, and then I go with usually one or two touchdown scores. And then I, I like either doing maybe a passing prop, one of the quarterbacks to go over, under, or one of the receiving props. So you guys were asking me for a parlay this week. I'd probably go Niners money line, Debo anytime touchdown. I'd look at Purdy over or under passing yards, excuse me. And then uh, I do like Debo over receiving yards as well. So as you guys can see, the theme for me, I'm liking our boy Debo to have a good game this week in the Super Bowl. It's funny though, PJ, you know, whether we talk to you, I I think this was your stance last week. We've talked to some other insiders and, and, and betting pros that, that it's hard to find somebody that's taking that Niners side. I mean, there, there feels like there's a lot of people, at least public money that's, that's coming in on Kansas city. What are you seeing here as far as the trends leading into Sunday? So it's been so interesting. Danger, when you came on my Sunday show, I thought you gave us a great stat of heading into the postseason, the only team that Kansas City had beaten that was a playoff team was the Dolphins in Germany, and then they played them again. And, you know, that game, obviously, with the weather against Miami, like you could see why they won. The game against Buffalo, you knew it was going to be a coin toss. That game was coming down to a three, four-point game either way, like Chiefs Bills mostly do. But then you got to the Ravens game, and I think most people thought, all right, if the Chiefs are able to win this, like Mahomes has reached Brady status to the point where, like, it doesn't matter how on paper, maybe how much worse his team is than the other team. Like, they're just going to find a way to win. And that's kind of what happened. So I think people probably view San Francisco as the better all-around team, but we all thought Baltimore was that way, too. Kansas City obviously won on the road. Now they get to play a neutral site game. So... For me, I just I think San Francisco's better, and I know it's not fun betting against Mahomes, especially as an underdog, but they, there is a reason they're dogs in this game. San Francisco's a better team. If this game was played three or four weeks ago, the Niners are probably favored by like five in the game. So the fact we're getting it under a field goal, I, uh, I'm, I like San Francisco. So, PJ, asking these sharps versus kind of squares question here, um, is it too soon to say where the sharp money is going here? Because to me, I just look at it, you talk to everybody, hey, I'm not betting against Mahomes, I wouldn't bet against Mahomes. So why hasn't the line moved yet significantly on this if everybody supposedly is interested in Kansas City? Where is the sharp money going, or is it too soon to tell? I think the Sharps are on the Niners, Gene. I just think because it's the Super Bowl and there's going to be so much money on this game 
that, and obviously with this being the final game of the season, and we really know these teams so well, we know how to rate them in the power ratings, and we know how to set these lines. There's really not much, unless you just get an overwhelming amount of sharp money and big players that come in on one side. I think you're right. I would say the sharp side would be on San Francisco, and the more of the squares and, and the Joes and the public money is going to be on Kansas City, but now that we've gotten to the playoffs and, and the Super Bowl especially, I mean, I, there's no way we reach three again. I, I'm thinking the line's probably going to settle at two, or, or maybe it'll go back down to one and a half. Even with Kansas City's defense being what they are, and that's the, the element of this game that I don't think anybody really talks about because it's not sexy to talk about Kansas City's defense. I mean, they're just a really, really well-run well unit that knows how to shut teams down. That defense versus Brock Purdy doesn't give you pause at all. You don't think? I mean, is there? Is there? I guess I, I should ask: Are there matchups we can exploit, knowing what we know about Kansas City's defense and Brock Purdy's at times inconsistencies? Hundred percent, and that's the thing that concerns me the most. I've been saying all week, guys, on my show, and our BetQL team posted a social clip of this, and everybody was going crazy on it. I mean, when you get to the Super Bowl, you're trying to look for games throughout the season that you can try and compare like what were the matchups that you saw San Francisco or Kansas City play that may give you some insight on who to bet in the game I keep going back to that San Francisco Baltimore matchup just because you know that Ravens defense is so good their secondary is really good Kansas City and Baltimore arguably the two best defenses with the two best secondaries and like look at what the Ravens were able to do to Purdy in that game right And that was a huge game. That was prime time, Christmas Day, best two teams in football. I understand Purdy's had some nice moments in the playoffs, but I mean, with that Kansas City secondary guys and Spagnuolo being so good, especially in the playoffs, that 100% is the thing that concerns me. But I do think the Niners will run the ball. I think it'll be McCaffrey. I think we see Debo, maybe some Elijah Mitchell. So I'm willing to look past the Purdy matchup against the pass defense because I do think the Niners will have a big advantage in the ground game. Yeah, I was going to, that's exactly where I was going to go. PJ Glasser is our guest because when you look at the Chiefs here in the postseason and okay, the Dolphins, whatever, um, the Bills were running the ball effectively against Kansas City and had Buffalo actually managed the end of the game better, who knows? Uh, maybe the Bills would have been moving on, but they didn't. So it brings us now to the AFC Championship game. And PJ, I don't mean to, uh, you know, you know, bring this up as you being a Raven fan, but why you're only running the ball less than 10 times, I have no idea. So with that being said, I, I would think the game plan would be pretty simple. Uh, heavy doses of McCaffrey and, and Debo and keeping it on the ground as far as player props when it comes to those two guys and rushing um you mentioned Debo uh before as far as yards but as far as rushing yards is there anything of value in your opinion yes Gene yes Debo over 13 and a half rushing yards is one of my favorite props really really like that McCaffrey's is around the 90s on Benham Jam it's about 92 and a half that that feels about right I would look at like a longest rush for CMC Again, the Ravens in that first quarter, guys, think about it. That fourth down keeper with Lamar runs for 20 yards. Gus Edwards runs through for 16. Obviously, the Bills were gashing him for some big runs, too. I mean, Kansas City, that's how you move the ball against them. Their secondary is so good. And to your point, it's just that Ravens game plan, I'll truly never understand why they thought that was the way to go. They were playing the entire second half like they were down by four scores. <laughs> just never made sense. So, 
San Francisco, they know the blueprint. They have the capability to run the ball and run the ball effectively. And I think that's what they're going to do. We knock Shanahan all the time for being conservative in these kind of big games, but this is actually one of those games you want to be conservative. Like, if the run is working, keep running the ball. Lean on McCaffrey, lean on Debro. And uh, and move the ball that way, and I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, and and I'm not. I, we keep. I feel like we keep bringing it up to try and convince you that you're wrong by thinking that the Niners are going to win this game, PJ. But the Niners really didn't play a complete game through the course of the postseason either. I mean, do you have faith and confidence that that Shanahan can get this team to play a full sixty minutes? Because against Kansas City, you need to play a near perfect game to get over on them. And that's, that's another part of the handicap, right? It's also the recency bias. And it's one thing people are afraid to bet against the Chiefs because of Mahomes, but they also just saw Kansas City go on the road and beat Buffalo and beat Baltimore. And you've seen San Francisco win two games that they shouldn't have won. They certainly shouldn't have won the Lions game. They were down 17 and a half, and they shouldn't have won the Packers game either. So it's like, are you going to bet on what you saw for most of the season, or are you going to bet on the Chiefs being the Chiefs and what they are in the playoffs. So it's a tough call. I mean, I, I understand why people would bet on the Chiefs, but I think San Francisco's better. It's why they're favored in the game. Vegas, the odds makers, they understand, you know, that they're going to take some Chiefs money with Mahomes being a dog. But uh, I'm going to ride with San Francisco, fellas. I think I think they're the better team. I think it's their time. It's probably going to be the last time this, like, core group is together. You could have some guys leaving the offseason. So I'll, uh, I'll ride with the Niners. I think they're going to win the game. PJ Glasser giving us some uh, great advice here. Uh, PJ, anything else uh, this weekend uh, other than the game we can play? I mean, you know we love golf in this show. You love golf, too. Phoenix Open, anything catch your eye with that? Yeah, a couple of guys at 28-1 to 1 that I like, fellas. Sung J.M. and Wyndham Clark. So, Scotty Scheffler is the back-to-back defending champion. And course history is really important here. And the kind of golfer that you need to have success here. It's a high-risk, high-reward golf course. There's going to be a lot of shots that these guys face where they could take out a wood, try and fly the water, and go for you know an eagle or, or a birdie attempt, or they could play it safe and try and just make pars. So you got to be an elite ball striker, you got to be accurate, and you got to be a great scrambler. And Sung Jae and Wyndham Clark are both that. That's how Wyndham Clark won the U.S. Open. He was so good with his ball striking, and then he was great with his short game as well. Sung J.M., he last four times he's played here. He's finished in the top 23 of those times. So I think there's some good value on those guys at 28-1. to 1. I'd feel good about one of those guys contending this week. P.J., what about tonight's slate in the NBA? And, and the clock is ticking here. Some of these teams might look very different here over the course of the next few days. Yeah, I'm going to take the under in Cavs and Wizards tonight at 234.5. Anytime there's a Wizards game that's involved in like the mid-230s, guys, I'm going to trust the odds makers and take the under in that game. I also like Golden State at five and a half against the Sixers. That line continues to go up. Embiid, fellas, might win the MVP just because of how valuable he is when he doesn't play. Like the Sixers are not a good team when he's not, on, when he's not out on the floor. Maxie's not going to play tonight. And Golden State's got to continue to win. I mean, they're just battling to get into the playing tournament. So I'll take uh, the Cavs. Wizards under, and I'll do the Warriors minus the five and a half tonight. Yeah, it's funny, PJ, because the next thing betting-wise that we will have and we're going to be really diving into is in March. And I feel like it's always like every year we're cramming at the end. I'm talking we, meaning Danger Eye and everybody else that's listening, not you. So, like, when it comes to college basketball, is there anything tonight that uh, catches your eye? 
So I got three plays for you guys tonight. First one's going to be the under in Georgia, Mississippi State at 144 and a half. Mississippi State just came off a tough week. They played at Ole Miss in a rivalry game, gave up 80 points, played in Tuscaloosa against Bama, who's got one of the best offenses in the country, gave up 100 points. They got one of the best defenses in the country, but right now I think the total is a little bit inflated because of their last two games. Georgia's really not that good offensively. They don't play at that fast of a pace. I think the number's too high, so I like the under in that game. I like an Auburn-Northwestern money line parlay. Both teams are about five-and-a-half-point favorites. Don't want to bet the spread on either game, but I do really like the money line. Auburn doesn't lose at home. Nebraska never wins on the road. So I like Northwestern, and I like Bama. And then a game in your guys' neck of the woods. I heard you talk about Syracuse at the top. I actually like Louisville tonight, plus the points, plus eight and a half. <laughs> Just because, guys, of the Benny Williams like dismissal and the distraction for the team, right? Like, if this was Duke, if this was Carolina, that's one thing, right? Like, you get rid of the distractions, you focus on those two teams. But it's like you're playing Louisville at home. Like, are they really going to get up for that game? And there's clearly stuff going on behind the scenes. Louisville, by the way, is coming off their best game in, like, two years. They just dropped the 101 on Florida State. So, I'm fading. I'm taking that narrative and fading kind of the mess right now with Syracuse. I'll take Louisville plus eight and a half. And you know what? For the Syracuse fans listening, maybe you do a little emotional hedge and take some money line on Louisville too. Yeah, it's funny because uh, PJ, you're you're right about that. And maybe it's because it's Louisville uh, and you look at them. But um, I, I get the sense there's going to be a lot of empty seats tonight. Uh, you can get tickets yeah. for six bucks, and when the dome is rocking, it's great. And when you're playing a Colgate or some team like that, it's ah, so that that could kind of play into it tonight, too, that you get this sleepy weeknight game that the Orange trip up on. No question. And that's a narrative, guys. Like if you're betting college basketball right now, now that we're into the first week of February, you know, getting closer and closer to March. Obviously, these teams are now kind of midway through conference play and you can kind of play off of these situational spots. Right. So. On Monday night, Kansas was coming off that big win against Houston. They turn around and lose to Kansas State. How about North Carolina after that huge win against Duke? Turn around at home. They lose to Clemson. Like, I mean, these are 20-year-old kids, right? I mean, they don't really – they get highs and they have lows. I mean, that's just the way it is. So I know Louisville's awful. It wouldn't shock me in the least if Syracuse won by 20-25 tonight just because Louisville is that bad. But at the same time, guys, I mean, like you said, there's not going to be many people in the seats. This is certainly a game where you could have a letdown. You're just going through the motions. And Louisville's going to continue to battle. I mean, you know, they're clearly fighting. So I'll take a shot with uh, with Louisville against Syracuse. And I will see what kind of response the Orange have. Well, it's not one that we can legally bet on in our state because it's Syracuse. But you know what? Just having this conversation with you, PJ, and just to review, you like Louisville. You like Auburn and Northwestern as a money line parlay in the under in Georgia, Mississippi State. Did I get all those right? You did. That's correct. Yeah. So what's good too, fellas, first two days at Mandalay Bay, the guy who's betting my tickets is Rodney. I went right back up to him. I said, Rodney, let's stay hot. We're five and one this week. Let's keep it going. He said, all right. So this great. those continue to hit. And PJ, here's the other thing. It is kind of bittersweet because this is our last week being able to talk NFL football with you, but we know we're going to have you here through the course of the NBA season. And of course, when we get to March, man, PJ, I can't wait because there's nothing better than March Madness when we start talking about some of these games and, and making a little bit of, a little bit of money. This is your, it's his wheelhouse too, college basketball. Oh. Guys, it's I, I, I'm telling you, I kind of want to just stay out in Vegas for the next month so I don't have to leave it. I can just stay for March Madness. I mean, it's it's the best. It really is. I can't wait to uh, 
continue talking with you guys. Yeah, football's gone, but this is when college hoops starts to get good, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, PJ, enjoy your time in Vegas. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and we'll talk to you again next week, same time. What do you say? Always a pleasure, fellas. Enjoy the game Sunday. You got Thanks, it, buddy. PJ. There he is. PJ Glasser, he's the host of BetQL's Send it in an Odyssey Sports betting insider as well. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. All right, a lot there. I'm gonna I'm gonna push aside the Syracuse stuff here <laughs> just for a second. Yeah. Um, sharp money on the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It feels the recency bias. Ooh, didn't look that great against the Packers. Ooh, yeah, I had a rally against the Lions. Yeah. I I do. I feel like the matchup that that could be the most exploited and the thing that could lead to San Francisco's demise is Brock Purdy's propensity to make mistakes against a good defense. We saw in that game that he mentioned the the Ravens. You know, it's funny, like PJ is giving you all the reasons why you should take Kansas City, yet he's He's on the Niners. He's on the Niners. The Niners are favored for a reason. He's not wrong. The Niners are a more complete team. They have a good defense. They have a good run game. They have a good head coach. Their quarterback is good, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. Well, tomorrow on the show, Dante Whitner comes in. Oh, I and love it. We, yeah, and, and like he's look, we go to the four interception game on Christmas night, and Dante was the one to point out, like, look, only two of those were really on the kid. I'm pretty, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that tomorrow afternoon, three twenty-five. Now you're going to be uh, on assignment tomorrow, so Ryan Duffy. On assignment. Last time I'm on assignment. No, Danger's actually going to be like, you sure you got more assignments? I'm going <laughs> to. I'm sending you out to <laughs> cover girls lacrosse yeah, that, be, down in. Uh, yeah, Duffy's going to you know come into the studio and magically leave something in your drink and your water bottle for the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ryan Duffy from the Let's Go Duffalo podcast will be joining us tomorrow for an abbreviated sports bar from uh, three until five thirty. Gino. Will be stopping by. You'll be stopping by in the during happy hour, right? Yeah, five o'clock, absolutely. And we'll have Dante Whitner from NBC Sports Bay Area and CBS Sports, former Buffalo Bill, current Niners analyst. Three twenty-five tomorrow afternoon. So to go back to what PJ said about Syracuse, and I know probably Orange fans are going to get offended at that. You can't lose to get Louisville. Over but- by the way, if that's offensive to you, if you're an Orange fan, get over yourself. Look at your team right now. Like this is a team. That is a mess. And Autry is drawing a line in the sand and trying to figure out who's with me and who's not. I don't have any problem with him doing what he did. Well, tonight's going to go one of two ways, right? Either they, like PJ said, either they win by 25, okay, everything's fine, we beat an inferior opponent, or... (laughs) Or or, or the downward spiral continues. Or, and, and coincidentally or not, here comes the hologram picking a little verbal spar with uh, Joe Lunardi. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like Jim Bay, I'm like, is he acts? Is he trying to tee up some sort of weird argument for his team? No, you know what he's doing, Gene? He's doing his job. Well, he's delivering takes and he's got you riled up. So he succeeds. I am going to tell you Lunardi's take. Yeah. But I'm just going to go to, I don't know, facts. We'll go to the stats. We'll yeah. go to the analytics. We'll see who's right. Is it Lenardi or is it Bayheim? Uh, that coming up in, hey, I saw something that Nate Geary put out. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And we can explore this. Because last night it was calling Fisher basketball, which great games. Fisher men lost. The women blew out Utica. If I were home last night, I would have been watching the Knicks over the Sabres. Ooh. 
Yeah. Look, it, it, my, you know where my loyalties are. Yeah. I'm Saber fan, Amrick fan through and through, right? Um, dormant Nick fan, but then something's kind of awakening. But why is that? Does that make me a bad local sports fan? I think mm. I'm not the only one having this uh, debate. Yeah, a little internal struggle there. All right, we'll, we'll get into that in more next. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the Sabres. Yeah, we're almost no. an hour into the show. Didn't even bring it up. Uh, we'll get to that in more next. I'll drink to that. It's on the way. We have time for your calls on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line if you want to pull up a stool. The number is 866-4326-585-866-4FAN. We're wishing you a happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate. FanDuel America's number one sports book, Mike Danger for FanDuel, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. And if you're anything like me, you know what Super Bowl Sunday is all about. You get that best seat on the couch or you grab your chair, your favorite football snacks, and you place some super bets. And boy, PJ gave us a lot to think about there for parlays and and you know whether you wanted to take the spread or the money line on the Niners or the Chiefs. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 50, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown. PJ likes Debo to get into the end zone. How many points will be scored and so much more. New customers, join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Mike to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York, $10 first deposit required bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.